0: Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devi Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy. Y'all, I am struggling with injuries this year in my leagues. I've realized how overly exposed I was to Trey Lance, Javonta Williams, Kyle Pitts, and so many others. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty of other of you guys in the same boat we can rally. We just have to make fantasy playoffs, and then anything can happen. We can do it. Now, moving forward, we will be navigating bye weeks as well as injuries, so keep a close eye on player availability and weekly status for your rosters. A reminder for week six, uh, coming up next week, the teams that are on bye will be Detroit, Houston, Las Vegas, and Tennessee. So also be prepared to brace for some players being taken out of games as the concussion protocol is bound to tighten up a little bit, Um, just given everything that's been going on. The league will most likely be far more strict on the policy and clearance to return to play given these recent incidents. So uh, don't be frustrated by that. They're just being safe. Before diving in, I'd love to ask that if you enjoy this content, please retweet and share the link to the pod. It helps to build an audience and helps Destination Devi. So, and I thank you for that. All right, let's dive into this week's injuries. At quarterback, Jameis Winston, he is listed as doubtful yet again. He, you know, leading up to that London game, he was uh, looking forward to playing. He was saying he was going to play, and now he's likely missing two weeks in a row. So hopefully we have him back soon. We don't know. You know, the team hasn't confirmed anything just yet, but I would assume he's been doing with injuries or issues uh, regarding his back fractures, possibly just not right. They're likely seen certain things behind the scenes like accuracy, velocity in his throws, uh pain levels. We just we don't know. They haven't announced anything. So Andy Dalton for at least one more week, possibly more. Um sit Andy Dalton. I know he has a good matchup, but last week, you know, he was quarterback 23. Uh, unless it's super flex and you're desperate. Um, you know, I guess you could play him if you're purposefully tanking. If you want to play risky, Taysom Hill may be a, a somewhat of a start at tight end. But again, he's only playing about 20% of the snaps. And he's not getting any quarterback snaps. He's not throwing the ball at all. You, you kind of have to rely on him getting a rushing touchdown. And I, I do expect Alvin Kamara back this week. I'll touch on him. So I don't know if I'd play Taysom Hill this week. Dak Prescott, he's still dealing with um, his return from the right thumb surgery. And reports came out saying he's still dealing with pain, swelling, difficulty gripping. I still think he's about two to three weeks out. We just have to keep watching the injury report uh, and his practice status as the weeks go on. Thankfully, Cooper Rush has kept the key guys fantasy relevant for us. Um, But yeah, just I would expect some more time for Dak Prescott. Mac Jones, he's been dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's out yet again. And again, for him, he's he's probably also two to three weeks out. So Brian Hoyer was put on IR, I believe, for uh, the concussion. So it's you know what time it is. Bailey Zappi, let's go. Daniel Jones, he's coming off the ankle sprain. However, you know we we highly suspected this to be a left high ankle sprain. Um, reportedly, he will be playing. I'd I'd expect less pocket mobility here for him and less scrambling. Uh, so you probably aren't starting. You probably aren't starting him for fantasy anyways. Um, but you know any fantasy upside that Daniel Jones carried. He at least had some rushing upside for you. I don't expect him to have that over these next two, three weeks until the, the ankle continues to heal up. And you're also dealing with a potential re-injury risk here. So, um, you know, keep him on your bench, probably even in super flex leagues. I know you're, you're probably thin there, but um, yeah, I wouldn't expect much from Daniel Jones. At running back, DeAndre Swift has already been ruled out as expected. Um, Dan, Dan Campbell had said a couple weeks back after the injury occurred that he's likely going to need time to heal and um, you know would benefit from that time to return after the bye week. So that's exactly what is likely to happen. I don't anticipate Swift missing time after the bye week, but we'll just have to watch practice reports and and his ability to get back out there. So Jamal Williams must start for at least one more week. And then again, they have their bye week next week. Alvin Kamara, he's been dealing with the rib injuries. He's, he has a questionable tag, but reports have said he's expected to play. If he's active, start Alvin Kamara. David Montgomery, he's coming off the ankle sprain. Again, not high ankle. Um, it's a low ankle sprain. And he does have a questionable tag, however uh, per sources he it was not limited in the reps that he had at practice he was looking pretty good acceleration cutting um, they just limited his overall practice reps so I know he's he was listed as limited practice and, and or participant and questionable tag. I do expect him to play, but I think you still sit him in fantasy. I I just think um, the Bears likely continue to lean on Khalil Herbert until David Montgomery becomes uh, closer to 100%, which is likely week six. J.K. Dobbins, I wanted to touch on him because Justin Hill is out with a hamstring strain, and we know Gus Edwards has had his practice uh, window opened from... Actually, I believe he was already taken off of Pup. I don't believe Gus Edwards will get significant snaps or touches, and with Justice Hill out, J.K. Dobbins has probably seen a ton of touches this week. So he, for me, is a must-start this week. Brees Hall, he we already know Robert Sala said uh, he's been dealing with nicks and bruises. He was officially listed with a knee injury but was taken fully off the injury report. So I expect him to be fully good to go and uh, safe to play for this week. Tony Pollard, he's been dealing with an illness. He's listed as questionable, and really his play status comes down to whether he's feeling good or not um, from the illness. So I think if he's active, he still probably carries that flex-worthy status. Um, he's been a little more sketchy to play with Cooper Rush at the helm. He kind of needs those big plays, big breakaway plays. And coming off an illness, we I, I'm kind of skeptical that he has those plays. So I'd actually lean towards sitting him unless you are really hurting at running back or flex options. Brian Robinson, he's back. I'm really excited for this. I think you still sit him in fantasy. He, I, I would expect him to get some um, decent touches this week, but who knows how many snaps they actually haven't played just with JD McKissick playing at a decent rate and uh, Antonio Gibson. He's been doing okay. So, I hope Ryan Robinson gets a touchdown this week, but I wouldn't expect much, and keep him on your bench just for this week and see how he plays. Jonathan Taylor, he, we know, is dealing with a low ankle sprain, right ankle sprain. There is optimism that he returns for week six, and he does carry low risk for production reduction upon return, given a low ankle sprain, so should have minimal impact, and he should be good, for, good to go for week six. Obviously, they already played this week. Wide receivers, let's touch on the London wide receivers, London game. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Wondell Robinson all ruled out already. As we know, Sterling Shepard is out for the year. Richie James should be good to go. He's coming off an ankle sprain. He had a full participation on Friday, but I'd be very hesitant to start him. One, given uh, Daniel Jones, he's, he's dealing with his own injury. And two, Green Bay will be getting Jair Alexander back. I just don't know how much to expect from Richie James. Richie may not even see Jair Alexander uh, for much of the game. Uh, Jair might be on Davis Sills or Darius Slayton. I, I'm just not excited about this receiving core um, for fantasy, for, for at least for weekly starts. I think the only thing I was looking for in uh, for New York here was Daniel Bellinger. I don't think you can play him in weekly starts, but on prize picks, he's listed on... Um, I, I kind of like his over two receptions, uh, or, and, or if you mix a match over 22 and a half receiving yards, I think Daniel Jones probably relies a little bit more on Daniel Bellinger this week. Um, I I'm just not excited about these wide receivers. Alan Lazard on the opposite end. He, uh, he's been still dealing with the ankle sprain, limited reps in practice, but he's been good to go. Uh, I wouldn't have any concern Playing him this week, I think he probably does see a Dory Jackson in coverage, but should see enough volume uh, to make him start worthy in fantasy. Amon Amon-Ra St. Brown, uh, he, as we know, is coming off the high ankle sprain. He is questionable for this game. I know I talked a decent amount on Amon-Ra last week and the whole high ankle ordeal. Just touching base here, we don't know if he'll play this week. My gut says they sit him until at least after their bye week next week. For a Week Seven return, even though um, he had a limited participation on Friday just to test it out, but but listen to this, you know, if he plays, listen to these numbers. Pre-injury, Amon-Ra had 38.7 percent of Goff's, Jared Goff's passing yards, and 40.4 percent of Goff's pass completions. Insane numbers, wide receiver one numbers. Just say he takes a 20 percent hit. And I know typically high ankle return leads to 15 to 20 percent production reduction, uh, but let's just go on the high end there. 20 percent reduction off of his yearly stats, yearly production would lead to 31 percent pass yard percentage and a 32.7 percent reception share. So, taking Goff's lines for the week, his props, and even reducing his lines by 10 percent to be slightly conservative, Raw may be looking at around six to seven receptions for 60 to 70 receiving yards this week, so around 12 to 14 points with a 20% reduction. And that, that's what a lot of the injury analysts are concerned about, right? Was, oh, high ankle return, if he does play, expect a 20% reduction, don't play him. Well, if his 20% reduction still gets you wide receiver two numbers, you play him. Just say it's even worse, let's give him a 40% reduction. Amon-Ra's potential floor would be around four to five receptions for 40 to 50 yards, so eight to ten points. At his worst, he's he's still probably going to give you wide receiver three numbers with that potential for higher upside. So I think if you play him, you know, my gut says he doesn't play this week. I think Detroit plays it conservatively, especially, you know, I, they're, they're playing, um, I believe, the Pats. So seeing who's on the other end of the ball, you know, the Pats likely try to run the game out with Ramondre and Damian Harris. But if, if the Lions think he's close to playing and they need him for this week, especially with DJ Chark out, um, I, maybe he plays. My gut says they sit him for one more week and just have him come back after the bye. But again, if he plays this week, I think you can still play him. More so, when he does return for Week 7, I think he's safe to play. A lot of people are concerned about this high ankle. Um, I I don't think you need to be as concerned as people are leading it on. Uh, Moving on, Josh Reynolds, ankle sprain. He's listed as questionable. It sounds like he's going to play if he's active. I do believe he's flex-worthy for this week. Tyreek Hill, he's dealing with a quad strain. He's a risky play, in my opinion, just because you know, anytime these, these guys show up with a downgrade midweek, he Wednesday had a full participation and, uh, wasn't even listed on the injury report. I I believe he suffered this quad strain either late Wednesday or Thursday in practice. Um, he, it sounds like he's going to play as risky as this is. Tyreek Hill is one of those guys that even if, um, even with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, even if he's, playing not at 100%, I think you still have to play him and pray for no re-injury. And actually, same goes for Jalen Waddle here. Jalen Waddle has been dealing with the groin strain. He's still been playing, and his list is questionable. I I think you play him just given his potential upside and his big play threat. He does carry that risk. Him and Tyreek both carry those risks for re-injury, but again, I think you play him this week. T. Higgins, he's been coming off the ankle sprain. I'm, I'm actually a little... I'm a little surprised, so he dealt with the ankle injury uh, last Thursday in the Thursday night game, and I was a little surprised he wasn't able to upgrade from a limited participation to a full participation. Despite that risk, I think you still play T. Higgins. This is a terrible secondary that they're playing him, um, playing this week against Baltimore. I I do believe there's a little concern given the ankle sprain. I I think you play him this week uh, and just hope he doesn't get a re-injury. Keenan Allen, man, he, so a 30 year old coming off a hamstring strain. He is still, he, he tried to practice last week. Word was, there was a report that came out. He walked off the field with a trainer. I do believe at this stage, given the fact that he wasn't able to practice all week this week, that occurred as a setback. Um, and if that's true, we're probably looking at another two to three, maybe even longer, two to three weeks out from when he can return. So my concern is rising here. Not sure I'd panic sell. I've seen some people out there selling Keenan Allen for a 2023 second. Um, I, I, I genuinely don't know if I would do that. Honestly, on this, I would recommend if you aren't already part of Destination Devi, join join the Patreon, join the Discord, and ask those strategy minds in there: Scott Connor, Ray, Jay Rich, Brandon Jordan, all these guys ask for their advice because they're going to give you better advice on value and when to pivot. Michael Thomas, he's been dealing with his uh, toe injury. This is a right turf toe injury. Um, it sounds like it's mild to moderate grade here. So I do believe he's already, this will be his second week missed, and I do believe he's going to miss another two to three weeks. So keep a close eye on his status. Hope that he can return soon. And and honestly, I when he does return, if he plays well in that first game back, I would look to trade and pivot off of him pretty quickly. Jarvis Landry, he's listed as questionable with his own ankle sprain, ankle injury. I would sit Jarvis Landry. Again, Andy Dalton's at the helm. I do believe Andy Dalton can only um, support one target for the most part. Uh, if if there's going to be a second target, I believe it'll be Marquez Calloway. Uh, not sexy by any means, but Jarvis Landry I would sit. Chris Olave is probably the only one I would want to start out of this wide receiver group. Rashad Bateman, he's been dealing with a midfoot sprain. I have some concern on him, especially long-term. Uh, I, I don't believe we'll see him until week 7 or 8. These midfoot sprains are pretty tricky. As we know, um, You know, given it's a mid, midfoot sprain, it's likely that Liz Frank sprain. Once he does return, as long as it's a low-grade sprain... He should be able to return to his prior production. Um, the the concern on Bateman here, though, is that he was overproducing on limited volume and and you know he was running the snaps, he was running the routes, but he was getting limited volume and just overproducing on yards and touchdowns. So, I have some concern long term, but I do believe from a fantasy or from an injury perspective, I do believe we will see him around week seven or eight return. This does put Devin DuVernay on the map as probably a must start. Maybe not a must start, at least a flex option, like a boom or bust flex option each week. But Devin DuVernay is probably that second target uh, outside of Mark Andrews. Jacoby Myers, I do believe we see him play and return this week. Thankfully, the Pats have missed him. Uh, he's a, he was a limited participant all week, but report a, a report came out saying he's likely to play. For fantasy purposes, I do believe you should probably sit him this week. Uh, We don't know, just honestly, no clue if his impact will be zapped or not. And if you laugh to that, thank you. Gabriel Davis, uh, he's still dealing with that ankle sprain. I do believe this week you can play him. He has a decent matchup. Um, Diggs should get primary coverage this week. Gabriel Davis, he's a guy, you know, I think if... He doesn't perform well over these next one to two weeks. I think you could probably buy low, and his production should ramp up after the bye week. Just, I think that time period gets him to a closer period where his ankle is closer to 100%, and he's not, he's not putting in a bunch of stress every week through it. So Gabriel Davis is becoming a, somewhat of a buy low target for me. Isaiah McKenzie, he has been in concussion protocol. You know, there's been some interesting takes on Twitter saying... Well, Friday, you know, it's Friday, Thursday, Friday. He hasn't shed the concussion protocol yet. Every step, though, he's actually trending upwards. Friday, he was seen practicing without the non-contact jersey. So we know from those from those steps, we know that he has cleared each step according to plan. Right. And then for any home games, these guys don't get cleared until Saturday anyway. So uh, today is Saturday that I'm recording, if you guys didn't know that. I would expect news to come out soon, whether he fully clears concussion protocol or not. If he does clear, I do think he's flex-worthy. If he doesn't, obviously you're not starting him. It does. Uh, if he doesn't play, if he's inactive and doesn't clear concussion protocol this week, I do think Khalil Shakir, Shakir becomes somewhat of an intriguing option, especially with Dawson Knox out, but I I just don't think he can play Shakir just yet. He's more of a DFS guy. Rondell Moore, he's been coming off the uh, hamstring strain and now is dealing with a knee injury. He was a limited participant all week and has a questionable tag. I think you sit him in fantasy and just wait to see what his production looks like as he hopefully gets closer to 100%. Hunter Renfro, he's been coming off the concussion. As we know, he missed two weeks already. It sounds like he's trending upwards, similar boat to Isaiah McKenzie. He has to fully clear. I do believe he's trending towards that direction. For fantasy, though, I think you sit Hunter Renfro until at least next week and just see how he performs. Kyle Phillips, he has been um, he's actually off the injury report fully. Um, he's a guy, I, I I honestly don't know what to do with Kyle Phillips. I'm probably sitting him this week in fantasy. As Tennessee, this offense has just been horrible. It's mostly just been only Robert Woods and Derek Henry that have been feasible for fantasy. Phillips is a guy I'm going to keep an eye on because we know, uh, trailing Burks has been put on IR. He's out for the next four weeks. You know, Burks was get playing around 65% of the snaps and running a ton of routes in those snaps. So Phillips should step into that role. Um, I know in his first week, I believe he had what, six catches for 61 yards or something like that. Um, There's the potential for that, but given the state of the Tennessee offense, he's more of a guy that I would want to sit for now and just wait to see how he performs. Jahan Dotson, he's already been ruled out with his hamstring strain. I do believe he'll miss another week to two weeks, so probably a um, week seven return or so. This could give a little bump to Curtis Samuel, but Curtis Samuel is also dealing with his own illness. Um... I do expect Curtis Samuel to play. A report I saw said there's some optimism that he'll be feeling okay to play. Um, if Curtis Samuel doesn't play, really the only other option I'm I'm considering here is Terry McLaurin. Not really anyone else. So uh, if Curtis Samuel does play, I would play him. He's at least flex worthy. Michael Gallup. I wanted to touch on him because you know he returned last week and is in his first game back. He didn't deal with any re-injuries. He looked pretty good. He played somewhere between 75 to 85% of the snaps off the top of my head, if I can remember correctly. I believe he had two catches for 21 yards and a touchdown. He's probably going to still be touchdown dependent. Um, The the one factor here, though, is if CeeDee Lamb, for some reason, doesn't play. CeeDee Lamb has been, uh, he's listed with a groin strain, although he already told reporters he does expect to play, and really it was just, he, he uh, His reps in practice were limited because his GPS was a little high, basically meaning his overall training workload has been high, so they wanted to reduce his practice reps. CD Lamb has been seeing an absurd uh, target share, an alpha wide receiver one target share, so it doesn't surprise me they want to limit his practice reps and save him for game day. If for whatever reason, I don't think this happens, but if CD doesn't play, Michael Gallup becomes probably a must-start even on limited reps. Um, and even more so, Noah Brown would become a, a solid start this week Zay Jones he's expected to play so I wanted to touch on him just because you know we knew with the Zay Jones out Jamal Agnew had something like four catches 60 something yards and two touchdowns with Zay coming back I think Jamal Agnew goes back to the bench so if you're if you're thinking about getting a little crazy, uh bench Jamal Agnew this week. A little addition here, the Chiefs and Raiders play Monday night. Juju Smith-Schuster has already been coming off the quad injury that he's been dealing with, a little quad strain. And a report, a report just came out on Saturday saying that his hamstring tightened up during practice, and he he was actually listed as a limited participant. For Juju Smith-Schuster for this week, because they play on Monday night, I would pivot and play somebody who for sure is going to play on Sunday um, you know, play the safe play just in case Juju can't play. If this is a, a significant injury, if it if it causes him to miss this week, maybe next week, um, I would just play it safe and bench Juju this week. Tight end Dawson Knox—he's been already listed as out. This is probably good for him, to be honest. Through the first four games, um, you know Dawson Knox has been dealing with a back injury, a hamstring injury, a foot injury, so. The team has opted to just let him rest, hopefully get him closer to 100%. The hope here is it's not long-term. We'll have to um, to monitor his practice reps for next week for his ability to return for week six. But for this week, he's out. For Quentin Morris, opportunity knocks. Please don't laugh at that. That was stolen from Sleeper, actually. Kyle Pitts, he's been dealing with a hamstring strain. Unfortunately, he... Um, he was unable to practice all week. I do believe this is a higher strain for higher grade strain for Kyle Pitts. Um, he's probably going to miss. He's already listed as out for this week. Probably another two to three weeks. So this is a huge hit. You know, he we already know how much we spent on Pitts. We were hoping for high production. He has not panned out so far this year. This is a setback. So hopefully we have a good backup plan and probably plan on him returning in two to three weeks, if not longer. Gerald Everett, he popped up on the injury report with a hamstring injury. He's off. He's actually off the injury report now. He got a full participation in on Friday, so he should be safe to start. Logan Thomas, on the other hand, he, he was actually downgraded midweek. He popped up on the injury report with a calf strain. Um, I would sit Logan Thomas this week just because of risk for low volume and risk for re-injury. All right. That covers all main injuries this week. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel and follow me on Twitter at JMThrivePT for live updates as any injuries occur on game days. And again, if you enjoyed the content, please retweet and share on Twitter. Sorry for the bad jokes. I thank you and good luck this week.